This is the MIT Alumni Books Podcast. I'm Joe McGonigal, writer for the MIT Alumni Association. Standing on a pristine sand beach on a gorgeous summer day, you can feel the grains of sand beneath your feet. The balmy wind cools you down at midday as you hope for the blistering sun to take a break behind some clouds. But the best sensation of all for many is the sound of breaking waves. In his new book, Waves, our guest Frederick Reichlin, who earned a master's and doctorate in engineering from MIT in 1955 and 1962, breaks each of these elements that influences how and when and why waves arrive at your beach on a summer day. The book is must-reading for anyone who stakes a claim on any coastline. Waves is a primer of the way sand, stone, air, and wind, and even the planets all influence that pleasant lapping sound of waves and a breakdown of exactly what happens when waves act up, from dangerous rip currents to devastating hurricanes and tsunamis. Upon reading it, a day at the beach may never be the same. Reichlin, who lives near the sea in California, is a professor of civil and mechanical engineering emeritus for the Division of Engineering and Applied Science at the California Institute of Technology. Frederick, thanks for joining us. Why write this book now? Well, I guess there are two reasons. One. It's something that I think would be of interest to the layman, but, but someone who has a, uh, perhaps a technical, uh, an interest in technical type literature. And I think that although there are uh, some books written in the past, this was really one that uh, uh, kind of fills in between a basic uh, book and a more of a uh, textbook and actually the reason I one of the reasons I wrote it I felt that uh, uh, in retirement it would be something interesting to, to pursue your children seem to factor into it uh, from the very beginning begin with a picture of you walking on the beach with your children and them asking you lots of questions as, as you raised your children I'm sure you you had many conflicts between being a father and being a scientist well, I think they were sick and tired of some of my uh, comments at times. Uh, especially, uh, we used to uh, vacation quite a bit uh, on Maui, and every time we go down to the beach, I would tell them, that, uh, you know, to just never turn your back on the waves because you never know what's going to happen. And this was a the area we stayed was a particularly steep beach, and so the you had waves that kind of sneaked up and broke. Uh, without you really realizing it, would always tell the kids, and uh, until they got sick and tired of it. <laughs> You've got some good experiments for kids to do in this book. More can be done in the bathtub than I realized to learn about waves. Well, for some specific things, I think uh, things like uh, putting a bathtub into resonance, which uh, might be a little sloppy, and then also uh, just some basic things such as uh, how uh, earthquake-generated seaways, tsunamis are, are generated, how uh, waves uh, propagate if you kind of pound your fist into the water and just look at the waves as they propagate outward from that point. And then there's the more technical holding a vacuum cleaner over the water to uh, simulate uh, a hurricane heat well, core. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's something that I guess you have to be a little careful about, but one of the <clears throat> effects that is of um, uh, potential for damage 
is the fact that uh, you have low pressures near the center of a hurricane, and so you, you tend to to increase the elevation of the water, but or water surface rather, but that's not really the real problem that occurs in, say, like Hurricane Sandy and all. It's not, that's sort of a, a generally a minor effect, but, right. but it's something that perhaps you can see uh, in a bathtub. Talk about some of the obstacles uh, in writing this book. Retirement made it easier, I'm sure, but uh, what about other obstacles in putting it together? This was published by MIT Press, and generally it was a pretty good relation. They did a good job on, on the figures, I think. One of the things was I, I started writing the book. I figured I'd write it in a very folksy manner, and I'd never really done anything like that since any thing that I'd written was really a, you know, on a technical basis. And the interesting thing was the editor at MIT Press uh, really wanted it to be more technical. So kind of started with a, a method that I wasn't familiar with and ended up with a method of writing that I was more familiar with. Well, as you say early on, you can skip all the math and still get a lot out of this book. Well, I think so. I think what I wanted to do was, in the first part of the book, was to really lay down some of the basics of, of waves, of ocean waves, in a, in a simple fashion. And then in the latter part of the book, talking about areas that I had become involved in both in research and in uh, engineering consulting. It, it seems to be a very subtle cautionary tale for people who live by the sea, but you, uh, you seem to hold back from editorializing or making any claims about global warming and so forth. Uh, was that a challenge in, in writing it? No, I just I really wanted to avoid that, that is talking about climate change and all. Things are really not that definite in terms of quantitative estimates of sea level rise and there's just a wide range of, of um, ideas of the magnitude of sea level rise or the rate of sea level rise. So I wanted to uh, just talk about things that are more definite than uh, I learned about a frustration for civil engineers and, and those who study the ocean uh, in creating tide pools or wave pools indoors. And is it easier to do now than when you started? Well, it's an interesting question. Actually, sometimes it's, it's difficult to find facilities that you can use uh, uh, in this country. In Europe, I think uh, the reverse is true. and They have increased and they have some very large uh, wave facilities there. You can test structures at uh, very large scales, uh, which doesn't exist in this country anymore. We know how well the Dutch are at creating seawalls, right? <laughs> well, yeah, that's their existence, really. And they, they have been at the forefront of coastal engineering for many, many years. Well, you came to MIT in the 1950s. How was your MIT education put to good use in this book? Well, I guess I'd say that my MIT education was put to good use in my profession. I did research at the uh, hydrodynamics lab, which is now the Parsons lab uh, at MIT, in the 50s uh, in the area of, uh, of turbulence and turbulence measurements. And then coming back in 1959, uh, I worked on wave problems. My education really uh, led to uh, my job and I came to Caltech in 1962 and retired in 2001. So I stayed in one place for 40 some odd years. 
my students and, and I sort of ran the gamut of research from the reaction of harbors to waves, resonance in, in harbors, to breaking waves and uh, movement of material on the bottom and various aspects of the generation and propagation and coastal effects of tsunamis. And what books on the subject of waves or of protecting coastlines and have yet to be written or would you like to see written? It's quite interesting. I think that the area of coastal engineering uh, developed over the past 20 or 30 years and with uh, interesting books both in the United States as well as as overseas. And I think there still is room for uh, a book which is more technical than mine but not quite as technical as as some of the uh, existing textbooks and uh, that's uh, something that I'm sure someone will find time to do. <laughs> and uh, what's on your nightstand right now? What, what books are you reading right now? Well, I run the gamut from uh, Bully Pulpit by uh, Doris Goodwin and then uh, John Grisham and Michael Connolly. There's an interesting book, Medical uh, Lives of Famous Writers. So I, I kind of run the gamut of when I, when I get tired of things that are biographical, I'll go back to my mysteries. Frederick Reichlin is the author of Waves, available now through MIT Press on Amazon.com or at your favorite local bookstore. Frederick Reichlin, thanks for joining us. Okay, right, Joe. Thank you very much.